Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. So let me hear the music, Colin. Take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Field and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home. That has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuynik for Zellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us. We're produced on the TV10 side by our intern, Gerald Wright. And uh, guys, today's Thursday already. I feel like this week's flown by. I do too. Uh, it's sectional championships tonight on girls' basketball floor. So looking forward to a game that we have. And all eyes also will be on the other one too because uh, that one on paper at least will be more competitive it's been a pretty busy week so i think when you have a busy week things tend to move a little bit quicker because you're doing stuff more and it's also we've been true. quite busy but i think it's good to be busy sometimes and keeps you out of trouble yeah spencer what? but also <laughs> what? i think he was clearly joking but also, I think uh, this has been an exciting week. You know, Shepard with the big win last night in men's basketball, sectional tournaments, like you said, Colin, sectional championships tonight. Um, so this is, this is like one of the better times of the year in sports because in college basketball, things are picking up. Um, high school basketball is picking up. And, of course, March Madness is the corner. So. Yeah, a new um, update to uh, to the argument you guys had yesterday. Somewhat, yeah, I guess. Yeah, we'll talk about that later in the show. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'll get into any debates with Colin, at least about WVU today, because there's not we much. We got a lot to talk say. about today. Yeah, not really. Yeah, we do. We got I mean, not much additional topics. I, I mean, have. it's, it's a not show. a lot. Well, then why are people tuning in, Spencer? I mean, exactly. you're gonna say, oh, we got nothing to talk about today. Why? Why? I didn't say that. I said we didn't have a lot to talk about. No, we got a lot. We can squeeze this topic in here. Over what? Nothing. We'll have time for it. Maybe. Not if we keep talking about Plus, you guys like forgot right a topic now. on here as well, so we'll get into no, that later in this segment. We always forget a topic, according to this guy. We literally gave you the Netflix documentary. Nope. We'll Not the topic I'm talk talking about. about. This is a local... I know you're talking about Biennemi? No, that too, but you guys did forget about that. There's oh, a local... Yes, there is. ...that so, you guys forgot right. as well. We did forget that. Um, But let's talk... EPAC girls sectionals uh, tonight. We'll have number two Martinsburg at number one uh, Spring Mills in the girls section one here in region two. And you look back at both games this year. First game back on January 5th was a 71-29 victory for Spring Mills. And then on January, or excuse me, February 2nd, it was a 59-46 victory for uh, Spring Mills over Martinsburg. But that game, different game, because Reagan Etzel was out due to an injury, and uh, you know she's going to give you a lot there with her double-digit rebounds that create points no matter what, and then her double-digit points. So having her back is going to make it kind of back to potentially like a game we saw back in the beginning of January. Yeah, that that's just the offense, though. The heart of the defense also runs through her, and I think that's the difference that you don't always look at, but... It, might be the biggest difference when you just look at those two scores and a game that she was out at Martinsburg. Martinsburg was able to, 
for a majority of the game up until that fourth quarter really break the press of Spring Mills, and that is the heart of the defense for Spring Mills, is that full-court press, which ultimately, when you look on the floor and Reagan Edsel's there, it runs through her. We remember against Hedgesville last week, Spencer, how many times in a row, as soon as they broke midcourt, she's trapping them all by herself, able to force multiple turnovers, throw dimes, or even score it herself. She is the presence in that press. Yes, they got a lot of talent around her, but you could tell defensively she is a clear difference because of her length and just how much effort she puts on that side of the ball. And I, I think that's why we saw a more competitive game because she wasn't on the floor, and tonight she'll be on the floor, and we'll see that defensive pressure applied by her. And I, I think it's going to be more similar to the first game than the second game because of that. Yeah, and I think that's possible. But I do think Martinsburg puts up a little bit of a fight tonight uh, because they do have that confidence that, he, that they can compete with Spring Mills even though they didn't win that game. And I know Edsel wasn't in which makes a huge difference, as we've talked about with both her offense and her defense, her ability to rebound, run the floor, uh, create for others, score the ball as well, and obviously block shots and and play really tough defense. Uh, Not having her did help Martinsburg. I I don't want to say that it didn't, but they still were able to hold uh, Spring Mills in check offensively. And while Edsel's a good contributor on the offensive end, she's not their only main contributor. Uh, as she maybe is on defense because she is that kind of post presence that they're missing in some ways defensively and and rim protector. Um, So I think Martinsburg can keep it close at least for a half, but it probably will be a Spring Mills victory here tonight. But I I think it's an intriguing game. And anytime you get to watch Spring Mills, and in particular Reagan Edsel, as we talked about, the freshman, uh, she's a really fun player to watch. So if you're looking to tune in tonight, uh, you know you want to see this Cardinals team, and Martinsburg will give you some good things to watch as well. Fitzpatrick, see her play when she's scoring at a high rate. Um, Cadence Bradley is, you know, a really has really developed. Uh, you look at the player she was last year and the player she is this year. I mean, last game she was out there taking three pointers and she made one. Uh, which was something that you would not see last year, and and she's gotten a lot more consistent down on the block. So Martinsburg has a few weapons here and there where they can match Spring Mills, but overall Spring Mills just has the more talented team. So you would expect a Cardinals win, but I think there's a lot of fun things about this game, and it's a good rivalry, and I I think Coach Fitzpatrick – couldn't talk there for a second. I think Coach Fitzpatrick uh, will have this team ready – and, and they'll put up a good fight. But Spring Mills ultimately will probably get the win. But I think it's going to be a good matchup. And really, um, I guess, show off the talents of the EPAC, at least in Section 1. Yeah, I think that is a great point to make. And then we move over to Section 2. It is number 2 Jefferson at number 1 Washington. That game slated for 7 p.m. as well. Um, you know, this one's an intriguing matchup because the home team has lost both of these games earlier this season. It was a uh, 42-40 to 40 victory for Washington on Jefferson's home floor. Then it was a 43-32 to 32 victory for Jefferson on Washington's home floor just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but this is kind of the most intriguing matchup here. Uh, honestly, this could go either way. It could. 
I think it's a very big toss-up, and it really just depends on a few factors. We've talked about it before. Jefferson has the height advantage. Uh, so that plays a big factor. But Washington probably has the better shooters. And then the also the, the matchup I'm intrigued by, I'm not certain if they'll be guarding each other or not, but two of the best point guards in the EPAC, Mary Rivera and Mackenzie Brezovic. And we saw what Brezovic did in game one. She scored 26 to help lead Jefferson to that win over Musselman. So she's playing good basketball. You have Jasmine Taylor as her kind of backcourt duo. You have the backcourt duos on each side. Lexi Adam joins uh, Rivera in the backcourt for Washington. So, you know, that's a really nice duo on each side. Uh, But can Jefferson get enough production out of the players outside of the ones we typically talk about in Brezovic, uh, Taylor, and Hedrick? Can they get more production out of the other players which has been kind of an issue because they've had some injuries. I believe it's Dodson. I think she had an injury at one point. If you have her healthy and can play at a high level, that would be important. And then they lost a few players uh, off of their roster. So the Jefferson depth is a question. Can they stay out of foul trouble? But overall, I think they'll make it competitive. I think it's a really good game. I'm going to give a slight edge to Washington since they're playing at home and have been a little bit more consistent than the Cougars. And it's a fun matchup on the coaches' side. Two coaches yeah. that grew up together in Jefferson County, went to Jefferson High School, and are really good friends in Coach Smith and Coach Edwards. So I, I think it's a great matchup for Section 2 championship game. And like we said before, the loser will probably have to play Spring Mills, which is not what you want to do. If you win tonight, you have a much better chance of making a run at the state tournament than if you were to lose, even though you're already locked into a regional championship game. I think that may be a big key in this game and you know you don't want to take it off the matchup and you don't want to look forward too much but you know if you win this game you have a better chance to make it to the state tournament than you do if you lose this game having to go up against an undefeated team that you haven't beat this year in spring mills could you imagine if spring mills lost tonight uh and i only laugh because it just seems like such a crazy idea and then you're you're uh your, uh, I guess, a reward for winning is that you get to play Spring Mills. Like, could you imagine if that happened? <laughs> it, it is laughable because it's a crazy idea yeah. that none of us have popped into our minds because it seems that crazy. But, yeah, that I, I don't see it. it for the Section 2 champion would not be fun because you just have the high and the emotion of winning a Section Championship, not expecting to hear if Spring Mills would surprisingly lose tonight which none none of us truly think we would but that that would definitely play a a shocker and the fact that for the section two runner-up then i guess some relief that they'd have to go play martinsburg but martinsburg's not an easy task too right i mean we're saying obviously you want to dodge spring mills right whoever is the runner-up most likely in section two we'll have to play them because we think spring mills is going to win but martinsburg's not an easy task for jefferson and washington and we got to remember that are both teams one and one against them both teams are one and one against yeah so martinsburg beat washington at home and then washington when they hosted martinsburg dominated one by 21 and then for jefferson it was uh the same way same way it was they split depending on who was at home so maybe you give the edge there but at the same time for jefferson the second time around you still almost lost you had a buzzer beater descended to overtime and was able to get a win there but yeah it's still not going to be a completely 
easy task for the Section 2 champion to make it through if it's Martinsburg, Martinsburg. Who do you think wins this one tonight, Colin? Jefferson or Washington? I know you said before that it would be Washington, but now that we know how Jefferson played in the first round, does does that change anything for you? I think I'm still going to go with my gut and stick with Washington at home. I know Spencer brought up the fact at the start of this that it's been the away team that has won both times. But I I think Washington still overall has the shooters that can create space and have that athletic ability, even though it's going to be tough to truly find somebody for them to be able and guard somebody down low like Hedrick, like Brezovic. It's going to be a toss-up game, but I think Washington gets it done in a close one. See, I think I'm going to go with where things have gone so far this season. I think that it's the away team that's going to win in this game, and it's going to be Jefferson. Jefferson's going to get a better shot to go back once again to the state tournament uh, as they'll host the regional next week with the victory. But I think it's it's going to be a close game, but I think Jefferson pulls it out. And I think on – I'm not going to predict the game that we're going to call tonight or that I'm going to call. So Yeah, I, I mean, I had already said it. I think Washington's going to win, but I do have this, like, feeling. And I've had it all year that Jefferson was going to turn things around and I've kind of been on the Jefferson train that they were going to do that. But then they just haven't. So, I don't know. I feel like – overall Jefferson has the talent to win tonight but Washington like it's pretty balanced and really you don't have a bad pick in this game but I think Washington takes it but I mean I think it's a real toss-up and I could see it going either way I wouldn't be surprised if the Cougars won but the Cougars did not win last night in boys basketball yeah not in boys basketball the only team to beat them has beat them twice now this season that's Hedgesville on their senior night 64-55 the Hedgesville Eagles beat the Jefferson Cougars to finish out the regular season both teams regular seasons are done um 18 and 5 Hedgesville finishes the regular season and 14 and 7 the Cougars finished the regular season but i mean that was a heck of a ball game that uh, unfortunately we had to miss due to our Shepherd uh, coverage last night, but uh, you know, it, you said yesterday on the show you wanted to see if Jefferson was going to come out and do what they did on Friday night. Unfortunately, they didn't. On their side, yeah, it's unfortunate for them, but for Hedgesville, it's a real positive because now they have the confidence that they can beat Jefferson. And I was thinking about this on the way home from the Shepherd game. I think we talked about it briefly, Spencer. Hedgesville knows how to play the style traditionally. That would give Jefferson problems. Jefferson yeah. wants to push. Jefferson wants to force you into mistakes. And Hedgesville, as we all know around here, at least in the past, has liked to sh- slow the pace down, control the clock, control the possessions, and limit the opportunities for a team like Jefferson to get a bunch of shots up and ultimately just shoot their way uh, out of the game and give them such a big lead that it makes it almost impossible to come back. And Kelly Church and that staff knows how to slow the game down, slow the pace down. And I think they've done that in both of these wins for the Hedgesville Eagles. So it makes things really interesting because I wonder how people would have voted if the voting was still a thing and if the voting was after last night's game for Section 1. Because I think you would have a, a legit debate, even though Spring Mills swept Hedgesville, Hedgesville swept Jefferson, and Spring Mills wasn't competitive with Jefferson. So it would almost be a real toss-up there. I think that would be extremely interesting and probably cause 
a whole lot more problems than what we have right now. <laughs> we but live for chaos around here. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen it in some ways. Um, but then it's it's hard for a team to beat a team three times. Uh, it is. It's very so difficult to do So we could see this once again um, on either side here. But And know, right the now the way things started to interrupt have played out. We will see it again. I said we could. You never know. What I'm happens. saying the way things have played I'm not going to put Mark. I'm not going to. Based on if it goes chalk, we'll see it again. Chalk, we'll see it again. I'm not counting Martinsburg out though. I think they've got a little bit of fight left in them, especially seeing them at practice the other day. You saw varsity. Well, just the players, the coaching, just the way that things were. Okay. That was JV though, from what we saw Tuesday. Yeah, but then the varsity okay. players were sitting there as well. It's it's definitely tough to have confidence in Martinsburg right now, but it, they are still Martinsburg. They have the experience uh, with their coaching and, and Dave Rogers. Uh, but that first-round matchup, having to go to Hedgesville and not really being competitive with Hedgesville in either game, even though they had a little bit better chance the second time around, but just not competitive enough. It's hard to imagine, and they have a veteran coach as well in Kelly Church, that they're going to go in there and get that win. But, you know, nothing's – impossible you don't want to count them out i'm sure the eagles aren't overlooking them because hedgesville knows how good of a program martinsburg has so that would be a really fun game but that's all down the line do you think do you think hedgesville would have got the one if there was still a vote i don't know i think they could have they they could have it would have been very close it probably would have came down to one vote because how would richard lewis vote We'd have to ask him, obviously, but right. In your mindset, if you're the Jefferson coach, I feel like still overall twice, as a whole, you'd have to look at section wins if you're voting because even though you're voting the region top seven, you realize that it gets split up into the sections. Right. So you'd still have to put Spring Mills as the section one one seed because they beat their section opponent in Hedgesville. Hedgesville, yes, they swept Jefferson, but that's a region opponent, not a section opponent. Yeah, so I, I agree still think that. it would go the same way. I agree. I, I would have put yeah. Spring Mills one if I was voting, but and there was still a vote, but there's not, so it doesn't really matter. But I just think it's kind of a fun interest. They should allow us to start voting. Uh, that would probably the media be poll? even worse. We should do an EPAC media poll. We'd have to get probably more media. Well, we could probably do one. Yeah, we have enough we, people, I guess, we that could get one. We could. try to cover these games now. Yeah. In all sorts of capacities. We, could we just try have to, to play that. nice, though. It's true. Yeah, Spencer it doesn't little... play nice. Whoa. <laughs> Start a media poll for baseball. Yeah, how about we do that? All right. All right. Um, You're on it. <laughs> Muscleman. Get the intern on it. Musselman finished out their regular season last night in boys hoops, a 69-39 victory over Preston. Uh, they finished the regular season 12-10. Sectionals begin next Tuesday for all EPAC boys hoops teams. And I think that, you know, the way that they started the season to the way they ended the season, this gives me some confidence. Even though they did drop two straight where they fell to Jefferson and fell to University, I, I still think you look back towards the majority of the end of the season and I think that gives you confidence heading into the postseason. Musselman's a, a still a tough team for me to read completely. I know that they've had a pretty good run, uh, but the quality of teams that they beat aren't – well, no, I don't want to say that either because they did beat Hedgesville and Spring Mills, who mm-hmm. were obviously yeah. top-tier teams. So it's, it's tough. You know, They're a team that can 
They're a team you never want to overlook. I think that's really the key of a Musman. They may not dominate against teams like Washington or Martinsburg, but they find a way to win those games down the stretch. And then when they're playing these tougher teams like Hedgesville and Spring Mills, they've found ways to win. So they're they're just kind of a team that maybe on paper you look at them and you say, Musselman's not going to beat Hedgesville. They're not going to beat Spring Mills. But then they go out there and they just find a way with their grit, toughness, and, and stay in the game, stay keep pace, and then eventually – pull it out so it's it's a tough team to read because they don't really have like a star player or anything like that that you're like yeah this guy I mean Mahood's been that guy at times I don't want to take away what he's done but he's not the kind of guy that you think about like Jaden Gladney or or Will Shively or or uh, some of the other big star players that we've seen at times but he has the ability to score at a high rate so they're a tough team to read but I think they're just consistently in the game, usually. Yeah. Would, and that's what gives them a chance to win. I would really tend to agree with you on that. We've got to hit the break here momentarily, but I want to give a shout-out to another student-athlete from around the area that is committed to play at the next level, Martinsburg Baseball's Jordan Canby, the outfielder. is going to continue his athletic and academic career at Potomac State College. Uh, we hope to catch up with him. We're planning something here in a couple weeks. Uh, to reveal something pretty cool that's happened uh, for the Martinsburg baseball program, uh, what they've done out there at their baseball field. Don't want to give too much away because we're going to do a live show from there. Uh, but oh, you uh, just gave that away. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're trying to get Jordan Camby locked down to come to that as well so we can talk to him about playing in college and going into a senior season. But that will do it for this first segment of the Sports Mix brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Ken Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll talk Shepherd Hoops. Shepherd Men's Hoops clinches a spot in the PSAC tournament with a huge win last night. We'll talk about that after this two-minute break. You're tuned to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including Trivia Night Monday, Karaoke Tuesday, Steak Night Wednesday and Sunday, Thursday Night Boneless Wing Night, and on Friday and Saturday nights, there'll be a DJ and or karaoke. And remember, Monday through Friday, happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! 
Shenandoah Community Health continues to offer COVID vaccinations and clinics each Saturday throughout the Martinsburg and Winchester areas. The COVID vaccinations and boosters are free to anybody age 12 and up. To find out more, call 304-263-4999 or visit Shenandoah Community Health's website. Get your COVID vaccination or booster free to anybody age 12 and up at any of the Saturday clinics hosted by Shenandoah Community Health in the Martinsburg and Winchester areas. Call 304-263-4999 today. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us. We're produced on the TV 10 side by our intern Gerald Wright. I don't know what that was. Gerald just waved, but he's not on camera. He's, he's just waving. Oh, yeah, now, now he's he is. Okay. I didn't know Nick's camera shot actually got him. Uh, but uh, let's talk some Shepherd hoops. Shepherd men's hoops last night gets the victory 60-55 to over Shippensburg. They clinch a spot in the PSAC tournament. And uh, Daniel McLean Corley led the way uh, with 23 points, 10 of 22 from the field, 3 of 8 from beyond the arc, and 2 of 2 at the foul line. Philip Jordan, second in scoring, 12.7 boards, a game-high, six assists. And uh, Colin, is your Shepherd slander gone? Yeah, congrats to them first off. And after the game, I, I love the fact that you guys interviewed Namalik and getting to hear just how relieved he is too because he said it straight up, and I'll give him credit because I know I've been tough on him and even thinking if the collapse were to happen – that he should lose his job and I think the win yesterday saved his job and deservingly so with finally getting it done in a close game but it's been tough because we know in close games this year it's been the opposite they blew it to Lockhaven he said that he admitted it he took blame I like that and then Westchester both times were buzzer beaters you can't really do anything other than just tip your cap to him because it's buzzer beaters right you try to do the best you can and if the shot goes in it's just because he they made it and it was partially luck partially skill and you go from there but it's been a tough season for them with injuries and stuff and the fact that he still got in great make some noise I know he believes in him I still believe in him so that win definitely saved it and the slander for now is gone all right you mentioned the interview before we get Nick's thoughts we're going to play the post-game interview I had with head coach Justin Amelik Coach Namlik, a big win for your team tonight. Obviously, it was a tight game for a while there, but you guys able to pull it out. You know, we've seen throughout the season it's been tough pulling out those close games. Yeah, we didn't have much flow offensively. You know, we just couldn't get it. We couldn't get it going. You know, I mean, uh, Aiden struggled shooting. You know, uh, DC struggled shooting early. You know, PJ had some struggles. Um, but, uh, you know, just that last, that fourth quarter, you know, DC hit some big ones. I thought our defense was good enough. You know what I mean? Um, we, we contested shots, we rebounded, and then, too, just we executed versus the press. You know, I mean, a couple of our losses this year, Lockhaven here at ship, you know, we've just turned it over versus the press, and it cost us. Tonight we didn't do that. It was big. We didn't make the free throws like I would like I would have liked, but to not turn the ball over helped for sure. And this one all but clinches the PSAC tournament berth for you guys this year. What does that mean for your team this year? And it's just, you know, it's it's been, it's been really hard for me personally because – I love coaching this group. I mean, I just love this group. And that starts with John. I mean, I love John. 
what he's done this year. And I just love coming to work with them, but, man, we've had some really tough defeats. And it's tough to look, you know, at some of the games that we lost. You know, I mean, Westchester, both buzzer beaters. Lockhaven, I've no disrespect to him. We gave that game to him here. You know, just like where we would be right now if we had those wins. It's crazy how close it is. You know, I mean, we'd be sitting at, near the top, you know, and that's how close we are. Um, so, I mean, I've always said with this group, we could just get to the playoffs. I think we can make a run, um, you know. And so tonight was good to get another win against one of the top four teams. Uh, we can, you know, I just told the team, like, we've got to get a win on Saturday to keep some momentum going into Monday. And you mentioned that. How big is that game on Saturday for you guys to get that yeah, momentum yeah, going? We're going to be on the road, you know what I mean? So it's good. Like, we've got to go on the road. It's going to be their senior day. You know, it's one of those years where we had to do two senior days. That's never fun. You know, East Strasburg senior day was last Saturday and Kutztown senior day. But, you know, they're going to have pride. You know what I mean? They're going to have pride. They're going to win. But, like, for us, we've got to get that win, um, you know, have that momentum going into Monday. All right, Coach, congrats on the that was head coach Justin Namlick, his 200th win being honored last night with a plaque prior to the game. Um, as uh, Nick, we'll get your thoughts on the victory last night for the Shepherd men's hoops team to get them the sixth spot in the PSAC tournament in the East Division. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see who Shepherd ends up playing. Right now it would be East Strasburg, but that's up three or four spots are still very four. much up for grabs here in the PSAC, so in the East Division, so... Uh, things How does that are, even play out? I mean, if every if Millersville wins and everybody else loses, I guess East Strasburg yeah, would I, fall. I don't know what the matchups are, but I'm just confused you could play because you could play like the way and see. I'm just confused because look, Westchester, Shippensburg are 15 and six. East Strasburg's 15 and seven. Do they play an extra? Like, what is that about? I don't know. Doesn't make sense to me. You'd have to look into the schedules and everything, but. Yeah. Um, as I was saying, you know, we don't know who Shepard's going to play right now. I think if they draw East Strasburg, that's going to be a very tough game because the one win that they got over East Strasburg came at home, and it was kind of a weird night for Shepard. Ninety-six points for the Rams. That team, this team, is not built to play that way consistently. They're built to win games in the sixties and the seventies, uh, and that's when they're at their best. And last night was a display of what Shepard can do to teams. They're very solid defensive team. They're going to give you some issues on the offensive end. And when they have their shooting going like they did against East Strasburg, they can really score too, but typically it's not the case for Shepard. Last night's game, their shooting was off, but when you needed them, who else but Daniel McLean-Corley came and and saved the day of a 7-0 run to help Shepard take the lead and and close things out. Um, So... You know, you're going to need John Preston back, I think. That that would really help, especially with the scoring, because Shepard's offense was very inconsistent last night. Um, but overall, they found a way to win the game, which is the most important thing. And I think you give credit, first of all, to their defense and then how McLean Corley played down the stretch. But they do have a team that can make a run here in the tournament, but they're going to have to get a much more favorable matchup. I think if they draw East Strasburg, that's going to be very tough. Uh, to play them as a three seed because we know how much they can score in the win for Shepard, like I said, was kind of just a, a crazy night where Shepard shot the lights out. And to expect them to do that again is tough to do. Um, and the other point I wanted to make was that uh, this team, though, has proven to be able to compete with all the teams in the East Division, so that gives you some confidence. And also, it's still a very young team, so just making the tournament in general is good for this group moving forward because they're getting this playoff experience 
Um, and the only guy they lose is Preston. So next year's team should be even better because everybody's coming back and they'll have that much more experience, and now they have this playoff experience as well. So hopefully those losses that we've seen, like the Lockhaven game, like those Westchester games, turn into wins next year, and we're talking about maybe even an East Division title for this team or something. They'll at least be in the running, I think, if they're able to return this group and maybe add a few uh, additions that can play some big minutes for them. Yeah, good point there. Shepherd women, they fall once again, 76 to 54. Uh, but if it wasn't for a bad fourth quarter, Shepherd was in the game. And I mean, it was very impressive how they stayed in the game. And, and Peyton Grant really took over in, the, in that second quarter where uh, Shepherd was able to keep kind of within things here. And after the first quarter, they were only down one, 14 13. Their defense was very, very good in that first quarter, along with them uncharacteristic missed shots from ship. Uh, but Ariel Jones did her thing, a game-high 41 points. She's the nation's probably now moves up to the leading scorer. Oh, uh, I thought with, she already was. was no, she, she was the second? the second behind Emily Weekly. Oh, yeah. They Forgot were very close when we had last looked at it. Yeah. But now it's changed So Weekly being in first. Let's, did you just check now? No, I was looking back at the game last night. But like I wasn't you had sure said, it, it is now point two difference. Yeah, it's Emily Weekly twenty five point four. Ariel Jones with that forty one point performances moves from twenty four point six to twenty five point two. So should I open Pandora's box? What? What? Wouldn't it be nice to have Emily Weekly at Shepherd? It would be. Uh, yeah, yeah but, but a lot of things led to that not being the case. But Shepherd. Women's basketball has steadily improved all season long, and we learned something last night, too. Uh, we learned that senior forward Kara Miner is, in fact, coming back for her final year of eligibility. It was listed as this game was senior day, and then we got to the game. Nothing happened. Nothing happened, and then I confirmed with Chauncey Wimbush uh, later on that she is, in fact, coming back for her senior year. So you, if everybody else stays, nobody else transfers out, you Get a team that's going to have the same core, the same players. Yeah, obviously they're, they're going to need some upgrades. I yes. Think that's clear at the Shepard uh, lineup, even though they have improved, which I think is showing that Coach Kaufman and her staff are doing a good job um, with this group. You're going to need some star caliber players. You're going to need players that can score 20 points per game or so. Um, in order for this team to return to what it once was. And it's going to be tough to pitch Shepard to a lot of players, I think, because they're going to have a one-win season, probably. Maybe a two-win season if you're able to somehow get a win against Kutztown. So um, we'll see. But it is also an opportunity that you know that if you go to Shepard, you're going to get playing time. So for players that maybe are undervalued on their current rosters, whether that be at the D1 level or – D2 level, you can come into Shepard and probably be a starter. So I think that is an appeal for some uh, players out there. And we'll see what Coach Kaufman or her staff are able to put together for next season. But uh, they have shown improvement from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, which is a good thing to see. All right. Well, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living, is family owned and operated at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. Go to Orsini's.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll get into uh, some NFL talk. Uh, Aaron Rodgers' darkness retreat details coming out about that. Lamar Jackson, his situation in Baltimore. And uh, Netflix coming out with a new quarterback series where they might all throughout the season. We'll talk about that after this two-minute break. You're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Rated WRNR and TV 10. 
Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger, we carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. WV Medicine is pleased to announce the relocation of our Berkeley Medical Center outpatient rehabilitation services to 1002 Tavern Road. This move gives Martinsburg Physical Therapy and Rehabilitation more room, more convenient parking, and a covered drive-up, drop-off area. WV Medicine will continue to offer physical, occupational, and speech therapies for both adult and pediatric patients, as well as specialized services. For more info on this new location and services provided there, call 304-264-1214. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire. Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us. We're produced on the TV10 side. By our intern, Gerald Wright. Let's get right into it here, talking some NFL. Uh, Eric Bieniemy introduced... What? What? Eric Bieniemy introduced today... Nothing. Never mind. I was just <laughs> leaning back in my chair when Gerald decided to put me on TV. It was kind of funny. But yeah. we already saw it now. All right. Uh Eric Bieniemy introduced to the commanders to this uh, around 11, 11.15. Well, it breaks down some of that press conference tomorrow if we have some time. Didn't get enough time to get the audio in for that. but uh, Why not Washington? What? That was the biggest thing. Yeah. That's what he said. Um, apparently, somebody at ESPN, Zayon Tai, a senior writer at uh, ESPN, has a a retreat update for Aaron Rodgers. Apparently he spoke with where he went. Somehow he found it. I'm not sure. The Sky Cave, uh, according to Scott Berman, who owns the facility on hundreds of acres in a forested land in southern Oregon, uh, the uh, that uh, Aaron Rodgers has left, has, has risen from his darkness retreat, and he is now back in uh, regular life. And he's going to New York Jets after. Now, okay, yeah, so the whole thing this morning was on ESPN was they were talking about this story. And uh, 
where is it? I can't, I gotta find the exact quote, but uh, basically in the facility, um, you have like in the in the room, you have a queen size bed, you have a bathroom, and I think that's it, and a in a a thing on the ground to meditate, a mat to meditate on, and everybody's joking that uh, all the people at ESPN are like, huh, that's what you gotta do to live in New York. Yeah, how much space you'll get in New York. So he's preparing himself to go to the New York Jets, apparently. Probably going to need a lot of med- meditation, too, if you go to the Jets. <laughs> a lot of thinking about why I decided to go here. But um, I might go on a darkness retreat. You guys down? Yeah, let's do I mean, it. all you got to do is walk down to the basement. It's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to go to southwest Oregon or whatever it was like Rogers did. I don't know. Maybe he was in the basement. We don't know. Didn't check. Colin, that's your job. We're not in southwest Oregon. Yeah. He says he went there. We're in the eastern panhandle of West Virginia. All right. Uh, What do we think about this? I don't care. I don't know why it's all becoming news. He's out, so. You don't care, but you put it on the topic sheet. I actually didn't, Gerald. Yeah, Gerald did. Oh, wow. Shout out Gerald. Yeah. I mean, I care. Like, I care where he decides to play football. Exactly. Because he's Aaron Rodgers at the end of the day. But in terms of what he's doing in his personal life, I think it's all because Aaron Rodgers likes attention. And that's okay. I, I think it means that a decision's coming soon, right? Maybe. Maybe. So maybe should not. Come soon. Still, Isn't that what he went there for? Did he go on the McAfee show in his darkness retreat? No. Or would no. that be, like, breaking the rules? It would be breaking would be, the rules. Yeah. It would be kind of funny, though, if he did. But also, Pat McAfee uh, currently on vacation. Oh. They all take a vacation after the everybody, Super Bowl. Yeah, everybody takes a vacation in like major sports media after the Super Bowl because yeah. it's like a dead week. Yeah. Well, because they you know work so hard and then they go to the Super Bowl media thing and mm. then they're like, oh, we're done, we're tired, let's go on vacation. And so, then they yeah. have the combine. Yeah, and then yeah. they'll come back for the combine. Essentially, if there's nothing football related, because football does drive the media role. Well, role. especially Pat yeah. McAfee, a former. NFL punter. I think just in general, like what what causes the most talk? It's it's the, the NFL. Speaking NFL. of something being talked about along in the NFL, it's Lamar Jackson's contract situation in Baltimore. Uh, they have not yet used the franchise tag on him. They yeah. do have a few more days to do so. They have some time, and I think that makes sense. Right? Why would you rush to a franchise tag which locks you in for a one year forty something million dollar contract when you could? potentially get something cheaper i don't think they're going to but it's a very tough situation because we talked about it yesterday i talked about it with some of my friends as well that like to ask me about these things and i'm like look lamar is really in a situation where he believes he's valued high right he wants that deshaun watson guaranteed money i would imagine the ravens are in a situation where what have you done for us lately got injured we don't want to take this big risk on a guy that's been hurt the last two seasons so can they meet in the middle or can they agree to anything to me if i'm lamar jackson you have two options you can come to washington you can take the security well you really have three options if you really want to push it but you can take the security of a long-term deal even if it's not quite the money that you want which would help the ravens long-term too because they can use that money to make your team better and win the Super Bowl that you promised when you were drafted. Or you can play for the franchise tag, which is going to be the money you want pretty much. 
uh, but it's a one-year deal. If you get injured, guess what? Nobody's paying you nearly what you would get. Or yeah, it's very true. Or you never know what uh, your career is going to be. Or you can really push and request a trade if that's what you truly want. But I don't think Lamar Jackson wants out of Baltimore. I think he just wants to be paid. But the thing is, is it's tough to make an argument that he's worth exactly what we all think that he wants, which is a fully guaranteed contract when he's spent the last two years ended on the IR. Yeah, and it's really tough because the only guy that you've really seen get the guaranteed money is Deshaun Watson. The NFL owners have been anti that ever up until that point, and they still, for the most part, are other than that situation. So ultimately, if Jackson does get the guaranteed money, it might be a slippery slope for the rest of the league that doesn't want that situation to happen. So that's probably holding them back too from giving him guaranteed money that he believes he deserves. And that's just what I'm presuming. Now, I know as well, too, uh, that the Ravens aren't even offering near the amount that Watson's getting per year, which could also be what he wants. Not necessarily that has to be guaranteed, but he wants you know that, that higher salary probably to be paid toward the top of the league and the quarterbacks and the Ravens. I think we're like in the $30 million $38 million range, I believe, is what the last one I had saw per year. So we'll just have to wait and see. But hopefully it works out. I think they'll end up franchising him, though, at least for the time. Yeah. Uh, well, obviously, things we'll, we'll kind of break things down as they come along here with all the news coming up. But that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford. Revolutionizing the car buying experience. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. We'll wrap things up on the other side of this break. We'll talk about this Netflix docuseries coming out uh, with three NFL quarterbacks to be featured. And then the Capitals, they're back in action tonight with their captain back. We'll talk about that after this two-minute break when we wrap things up next on the Sports Mix. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center, 400 West Stephen Street, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. 
Find that new Chevy truck or SUV you've been searching for right here at CMA Chevrolet of Martinsburg. With over 100 new Chevys in stock, you have options. We have the Silverados, Equinoxes, and more to meet your needs. And we are not selling over MSRP. Get power and fuel efficiency with the all-new Silverado 1500 LTD. Space and savings on a new Equinox. And that's not all. Every new Chevrolet has a lifetime powertrain warranty. And did we mention we are not selling over MSRP? Find new roads at CMAChevroletofMartinsburg.com, where owners just care more. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the sports mix for your Thursday, February 23rd, 2023. Brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Stop by. 1270 Winchester Avenue or call 304-263-4343 to get your financial needs done by uh, the guys at Ameriprise Financial. Uh, let's wrap things up on this edition of the Sports Mix. We were talking about the Netflix docuseries coming out about NFL quarterbacks. I believe it's titled Quarterback. NFL Quarterback is what it's titled. Uh, it'll be coming out this summer. Um, and it followed this this season. It followed this past season. It followed three quarterbacks: Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota. And they were mic'd up for the first time ever. NFL allowed quarterbacks to be mic'd up every single game of the season. Obviously, we know what Pat Mahomes went on to do. Um, Kirk Cousins uh, engineered the greatest comeback in NFL history, and they led the Vikings to the NFC North title. Mariota took over starting quarterback duties for the first season with the Falcons. Didn't he get benched? Yeah, he did get benched. And then he left the team. Ritter. Yeah. So you really got it's an the, interesting three picks. I mean, you got the best quarterback in the league. You got a mid-tier quarterback Overrated. in Cousins. <laughs> he's, he's, he's mid. He's just kind of out there. And then you Overhyped. Got, I don't know if anybody maybe overpaid. Overpaid, but I don't yeah. know if people really overhyped Kirk Cousins. I think most people had the perception that he's serviceable but not a great winner necessarily in the big games i think that's a fair yeah assessment of kirk cousins and then but, marcus Mariota, who was essentially nah. bottom tier and ended up being a backup yeah and uh not that you guys will watch this because you guys told me you don't watch enough net netflix yeah, I, at I'm all watch pat it. mahomes has kind of an annoying voice too so you have to listen to that for the entire docuseries yeah and then <laughs> Cousins and Mariota don't appeal to me. I think I would watch yeah. the one episode with Kirk Cousins on the plane, and that'd be it. Yeah. Was he mic'd up during that? I don't know. They, they probably put videos in there. He's mic'd up the there. entire season, Colin, every second of his life. Yeah. Everything he does. Uh, but uh, it'll be interesting. It doesn't come out until summer, uh, but it'll give you something to watch before Hard Knocks begins. Um, but uh, let's wrap things up right here. This is uh, the Capitals back. When is Netflix going to do a docuseries on us? Never. We're not there yet. Don't count it out. You do all this uh, advertising for them for free on the station. Maybe you should call them, see if they want to do some home show advertising. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, Capitals back in action tonight at home. 8583. Capitals back in action at home. The 28, 25, and 6 caps take on the 17, 34, and 7 Anaheim Ducks. Ovechkin slated to be back in the lineup tonight. Hopefully they can end their five-game losing streak, get back to winning ways tonight. Uh, but that will do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Tonight, you can tune in to EPAC Sectional Championship for Section 1 right here on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10, WRNR TV on YouTube. As number 2 Martinsburg travels to number 1 Spring Mills, Seven 6.30 pregame, 7 p.m. tip-off. 
That'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix for our intern Gerald Wright producing today on TV 10. For Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzlini, I'm Spencer Bruce saying so long. We'll talk to you tonight or tomorrow on the final edition of the Sports Mix for the week. Uh, but for everybody, have a great rest of your day. You're listening to 106.5 FM and 740 AM. Talk Radio WRNR. Martinsburg. Carnesville, Ranson.